Welcome to New England Take into BKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and NHtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out the NewEnglandTake.com to get the podcast episodes of the show on Google, Apple, Spotify, and all the regular places you get those shows. Also, follow New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've been posting videos of everyone that's been coming through the show, and uh, all as well as linking to the episodes. Uh, you can listen to the New England Take weekly Fridays at 6 p.m. live and rebroadcast through the week here on WKXL. Today, I'm excited to be welcomed by a first time in, or in studio. Even we weren't even on Granite State of Mind, which is a first for the musicians yeah. that have been yeah, through. Not yet. I got Todd Heron uh, in the studio. He's a country musician. He's promoting his new album, Border Radio, that's coming out soon. You can check it out at a few different places. But yeah, where can people check you out? Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, it'll be on all the digital platforms, I'm told. So Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that stuff. If you order from Bandcamp and do a pre-order, you can get a, a bonus track early. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's Todd Heron, T-O-D-D-H-E-A-R-O-N.bandcamp.com. So we'll plug that again at the end if you missed that, so don't worry. But All right, well, so uh, you're, it seems like you would classify yourself as a country singer, but you have a very uh, – it seems very old school to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's country and there's country. I mean, there, yeah. there's all kinds of country. <laughs> and under that branch of country, I think that I probably fit more into the – Older style, classic country, um, Americana. Mm-hmm. I mean, the couple of songs that we're doing on this show, um, one of them is definitely in that older country vein, and one of them is um, more in a, a sort of folkier vein, sort of the Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings sound. And the, the album, Border Radio, it's, it's got the whole range. I mean, it goes from, you know, um, drum-driven Americana to um, fiddles and mando, hmm. you know, doing doing softer songs and banjo, stuff like that, too. So it's a, it's a full range of stuff. I'd classify myself, I mean, I suppose... Country sort of lets people know what they're looking at, yeah. but I think it's a little more finely nuanced than just that, because a lot of new country I wouldn't want to be associated with. Oh, yeah, with, it's I'm totally to different. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like you much more of a singer-songwriter right. feel is what I, it's, uh, I would see as, I'm not necessarily a country listener uh, as what I would ordinarily listen to. I love when I get the country musicians in studio, because I always, I love getting the, uh, the, the, the singer-songwriter types like you that come through, you've written the songs, you've come out with an acoustic and, and can belt it out. It's I, I just love that end yeah. of the country That's side cool. of things. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I love all music that has roots, you know, mm-hmm. roots-driven stuff, and yeah. and music that has soul. So, um, really, no matter the category, those are my criteria. Yeah. So, what would you say your musical journey's been like? When did you start down uh, being a being a musician? Man, I, I picked up a guitar when uh, I was 13 years old. My dad had one that it, he just um, had in the corner um, but music's been a part of my life since from the time I can remember my, my mother's a pianist uh, I grew up in the church my father was the preacher she was the pianist and so I was <laughs> always from my earliest memory sitting there in the piano loft with her listening to you know the hymns when I picked up the guitar at 13 that's when I wrote my first song and it was a country number uh, this was down in Texas um, where I'm from um, and you know played guitar started writing songs then played guitar all through high school in college I was in, in a band and, um, as one is. Yeah, as one, one is in, in a band. And, um, and we did pretty well. We, we, we made about four albums and um, existed for about six years in the oh. Dallas scene, the, the Deep Ellum scene at the time. Did a lot of touring mm-hmm. over that period. Um, and that was great, you know, as a young person to be able to see the country get out and, you know, um, take a look at what else was out there beyond the, the, the great Republic of Texas. Um, and in fact, in, in all of those journeys, um, we came up to Boston a few times and, mm. and I got to see some of New England. And I, I had a sense that when all this band stuff was over, that's where I wanted to try to get to. I wanted to go to school, mm-hmm. um, to grad school. So that's what I did. The band broke up about after about six years. I got up to Boston. I really 
put music away mm -hmm. for a long, long time. I didn't, I just wanted to do other stuff. I'm, I'm a poet and a writer and I wanted to concentrate on the written word, mm -hmm. uh, which I did. I, I've got three books of poems and a novella that's coming out now. Oh, wow. And while I was in Boston, I was in theater too, so I was writing plays and plays. And, um, long story short, um, over about the last 10 years, I've started getting back into playing music with um, old-timey um, string band stuff like with <laughs> mandolin and banjo. And over the last four years, that's when I got the guitar that um, I was just playing in the studio. That's when I really got back into songwriting, um, performing again, solo. And how did that change? What sort of change do you feel like you had with your approach to music compared to when you were younger? Um, how did the songwriting change? Songwriting, just your what, um, like, it, it, is it more genre that you're, uh, this genre or influences that yeah. maybe you didn't have back then that really stood out to you? Um, when I was doing the, the, the music in college and the band, it was definitely rock driven. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, what was categorized as alternative college rock at mm -hmm. the time, you know, big REM influences, things like that. But um, when I picked up this guitar, and her name's Myrtle, by the way, <laughs> yeah. um, when, I, when I picked up Myrtle, about four years ago, um, because I just wanted a, song, a, a guitar to have in the house. Mm -hmm. But from the first chord that I played, AJ, songs just started pouring out. Mm -hmm. And they were songs that I never could have predicted, um, chord patterns, progressions that I'd never thought about before. And it seemed like every single time I picked her up, something new was coming out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that genre was going to be, and I didn't know what the song was going to be or where it was going to take me. And we're upwards of, you know, of more than 100 songs now. Wow. Uh, just over over the time that I've had her. And um, I would say over the course of writing those songs, I've definitely been able to understand a, a style that's coming out, but it was not really predictable at all. And and I'm hoping that the, the album, this is my first stu mm -hmm. uh, studio solo album, I'm hoping that it um, bears witness to some of the variety and eccentricity. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's difficult for me to categorize. I don't really know what it sounds like, um, but... Yeah, it, so it's less genre-driven and just more Myrtle-driven, wherever she wants to go. And that, that's a great approach, personally, yeah. is um, instead of thinking, well, the audience kind of like this, I think we can go down this angle. It's like, no, it's, it's a lot more personal, it seems like, with what yeah. you're doing. And I mean, you how, are you, how are you narrowing down all these songs to say, it's like, these are what I want to represent me for people that want to check out my music online? Well, um, Border Radio is the is volume one of an intended three volume series coming out, and maybe even a fourth one. I, I have I have all the songs already written. All I've got to do is find the, the means to record them, mm -hmm. and I will be recording. I hope uh, volume two over the next year. And so the first the first album is is just kind of a representative selection. Um, again, eccentric. Um, but varied and diverse of sort of what Myrtle's first meanderings have been. Um, and I did try to group the songs so they have a kind of cohesion. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, um, in, in, in writing these songs, I, what you just said about audience resonated with me. I, I wasn't performing, um, you know, for a long time. And so I could just, you know, I didn't have to consider an audience. Mm -hmm. but, but definitely when you're, when you're playing in the clubs, when you're playing in the bars, and you're working against the chatter and the clanging and, you know, the, all the noise... Um, you've, you've got to write songs that are going to carry yeah. in those spaces and to those people, you know. So, so, so definitely I find myself when, when I'm gravitating towards, you know, softer, mellower numbers, I, I say, okay, I'll follow you, Myrtle, on that, but we really need to rock, <laughs> we need to do a rocker, you know, yeah. pretty soon to, to get over the bar chatter. 
How did your uh, your poetry and other writings play into your songwriting? I think that they're all one, man. It's mm-hmm. um, it's it's all just working with the magic of words, and you know, in in a poem, it, it's a self-contained organism. It it, it has has its own music, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's a rhythmic music and a music of like sounds. Um, in songwriting, once you've got the the presence of melody and instrumentation, that carries a lot of influence um, on on what the words are doing and what they can do and what they don't have to do mm-hmm. anymore, right? Um, I think that, that poetry, at least my poetry, is a lot denser than what a song um, needs to be or, 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 or is in my in my case. So um, the, the attention, you know, the fastidious attention to language is always there. Um, but with songwriting, I found the, the the mystery of songwriting is finding what words the song wants to use, not you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the song. Once once I get a chord progression, once I get a melody. Yeah, you got the flow. You got to have the notes then, going wrong. Yeah, then you've got to really listen for the sounds that the song wants to make, and eventually those sounds for me come into words. But I originally don't know what the song's mm-hmm. going to be about. I just have to find the right sounds. So, Myrtle, how did you meet her? Yeah, Myrtle. Uh, <laughs> she she was owned by a 90-year-old grandma in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, no kidding. And uh, they, they, her boys would pull her out from under the bed every Sunday, and she'd play um, um, cowboy chords and sing old-timey <laughs> numbers. And um, the I didn't know this woman, but um, I, I ordered the guitar, which is a dangerous <laughs> risk. But, you know, and thankfully, she's a, she's a lovely creature, and she sounds awesome. But um, um, I, I wanted to name her Myrtle in honor of that unknown-to-me woman whose spirit, I firmly believe, inhabits that guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I meant, or what I said earlier. When I, when I started playing, stuff was coming out that mm-hmm. I never could have predicted. I really believe that that, um, that, old, that old grandma with her cowboy chords, and you can still see all, the, all her wearings on the oh, neck wow. and then gouges in the, in the instrument. She's still very much around mm-hmm. in the songs. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's that's overlooked because you always want to get a new, a young person when they get into music. It's like this is yours, like you can have your space. You get, but you usually get just something uh, like a hundred dollar cheapo electric or acoustic that that barely plays, and it doesn't have the same feel as something that you know is a history and it sounds good. It actually feels good to play, yeah. and that has a real influence on your ability to actually effectively create music yeah i I mean the thing is it's alive it's still growing and and (laughs) bending i hope not too much (laughs) i I stopped having to i stopped having to um or being able to use her in outdoor concerts Mm -hmm. in the pandemic the the weather was just killing her so so now i just keep her indoors she's retired from public performances (laughs) so what was the process for for recording for you uh well okay we did it in the pandemic Mm -hmm. which means that um, we weren't in a studio like this, um, we were at the end able to get down to Waltham to Woolly Mammoth Studio and record some drum tracks. Um, and then I was working with an engineer, and at the very end, we were able to get together in person and do the final vocals and the final acoustic. But for the rest of it, it was all remote tracks being hmm. sent in from all over the country. Um, my my wife calls um, this the the Todd Heron "This Is Your Life" album because I was able to draw from friends across the years and across geography. People I never could have gotten in a physical place at mm-hmm. one time. Um, so it, 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 it goes all the way back to childhood, actually. You know, my, my little brother and sister are on the album. So people sending in tracks, me editing the mm-hmm. tracks, um, sending them off to the engineer, and, and the both of us putting them together. And 
man, it, it's it's a miracle how it all how it all fits. How surprising was it when you got the the first mix downs of everything finally put together? Oh man, well it was like the tracks were coming in daily and, and for different songs, and so I was fitting them together, and a new track would come in like in the morning. I'm like, okay, how does this? And, and I would listen, <laughs> and, and you know, we were just building, building, building the song track by track, and it's it's little of what I could have imagined. Um, I, you know, again, if we'd been sitting in the studio and I'd been directing somebody, it would have lost a lot of the um, individual magic that people are just bringing based on the song itself, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't me saying, do this. It was like, listen to the song. Here's the basic track. See what it's telling you to bring. Mm-hmm. And they brought. That's cool. It's kind of like a, um, like usually you have a bunch of musicians and bringing in their own parts. Like I had Andrew North on uh, previously, and he, he, everyone in the band came from different different backgrounds, whether it's rock or jazz or uh, different genres, and that has a real influence. And it's funny hearing doing it in the studio side as opposed to as the songs are put together originally. Yeah. Um, so, all right, we're heading towards the end here. Right. Let's give a good plug. Where can people check check you out? So, where where you're going to be performing? Where can people check out uh, Border Radio all here? Right. Todd Heron. Border Radio goes live on the digital platforms next Friday, August twentieth. Uh, that night, I'm playing at the Word Barn in Exeter. is a big release party. I'm playing with the Kenny Brothers. Mm-hmm. Fantastic combo. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So August 20th at the Word Barn, and that's the the official release. I'll be um, I'm, I play around the the Seacoast area, but mostly around the Exeter, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. where I'm from. So I'll be at the Sawbelly Brewery the next night on the 21st, and then um, just check out my my um, my website. You know, ToddHeron.com. That's H-E-A-R-O-N.com, um, and you can find me on Facebook too. All right. What we got two songs that that we had you perform in the studio. So, uh, what's the first one that's actually the video that's going to be uh, going okay, on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were doing a Border Town Girl. That's Border Town Girl. That's on the album. Mm-hmm. And the second one is Mary Dyer. And cool. That's, that's also on the album. All right. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be going out on uh, on Todd playing here. You're listening to the New England Taken to be KXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and NHTalkRadio.com. Check out the NewEnglandTake.com to get the podcast version of the show and New England Take on all your favorite social media platforms. All right. We'll be right back after this. We were low on tequila as the morning came down. So we coasted on enmity to the next border town. At Diablo's Cantina, saw her first through the flies. She was loading up dead men. I drank deep with my eyes. Singing sweet margarita with a twist and a twirl. And that was my shot. Border town girl She had eyes black as midnight Take you back to the days When the hulls of conquistadors Cut through the waves And the spades of Tampico Shoveled out the French dead And the corpses of Goliath Danced through your head Singing sweet margarita with a twist and a Shots all around for my border town girl. She was high. 
Across the badlands of the Indians On wild horses we ride Through the dreamland of the Texians And all their magic barbed wire Singing sweet margarita with a twist and That was my shot with the border town girl. God help the fools They build in a wall Ain't nothing gonna keep me From Diablo's back stall Gonna trump every hand they play When they lay the last cards They'll find me in yesterday Back in her arms Sing a sweet margarita Twist and a twirl Sharing a shot With my border town girl She was high California She was up You know the range Was the wild By that name, across the badlands of the Indians, on wild horses we ride through the dreamland of the Texans and all their imagined barbed wire, singing sweet margarita with a twist and That was my shot with the border town girl. Welcome back to New England Taken to BKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten. Check out the NewEnglandTake.com to get more from the show. Check out New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Here with Todd Heron, who has a new album coming out called Border Radio. Quickly, where can people check that out? You can find it at Bandcamp. You can find it on most all of the digital platforms, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. It'll be out next Friday, August 20th. All right. And what's the song we're going to be going out on? Mary Dyer? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're listening to the New England Take with Todd Heron. Here's uh, another song of his that was performed here in studio.
I came here with a reckoning done And I saw the scales sink into the sun And the fields were heavy with the heresy grain And a lone tree leaned and chuckled my name Falling from grace Ooh, up in Boston Such a dark, professing place Well, they welcomed me into the fold And bound my arms, my hands to hold They kissed my cheek, my tongue to check and knitted me a pretty noose around my neck Ooh, up in Boston It's a heart falling from grace Ooh, up in Boston Such a dark, professing place Well, they tied my skirts and covered my face My house of bone and blood to raise My body you kill, my spirit flies free As the big wind taking the dandelion sea In my shroud when I come to die With a thread too bright for the magistrate's eye No tongue can tell nor I can see That diamond dangling from the gallow man's tree Oh, up in Boston It's a heart falling from grace Such a dark, professing place Ooh, up in Boston It's a heart falling from grace Ooh, up in Boston Such a dark, professing place Such a dark